Welcome to On Tuesdays We Co-Work, where I am co-working my way around London with my partner in crime, Home Slice, Boss Bay. I think we get it, can we crack on? <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to On Tuesdays We Co-Work. Hello everyone, uh, this week we decided to share some of our favourite books, podcasts, um, films I think we've kind of learned Ooh, from. And I don't have any, but really? I'm interested to hear yours. Yeah. <laughs> Basically and just like yeah. a, a file of, almost like a, a Bible, growth Bible. Um, <laughs> sounds really weird. <laughs> but like a one-stop shop of all of the resources that we think were really influential to us. Yes, I think you knew that, because you, every day... I think you get you know you get involved in conversations and if you're that kind of person that you just soak all the information in but then sometimes you have an experience with a book or a podcast or a film and that it's just a big game changer and just shift your principles that those core values that values. you had yeah kind of questions them and then from then on everything else is a little bit different yeah I um, always think it's all, it's all about information I was mm. reading about this in my my course that like being um, exposed to the information is, yeah. the, is the kind of catalyst, isn't it? And what you said about conversations, I think it's harder to change from a conversation. I don't know, for me personally, mm. with books, I don't feel that pressure of, even though there's obviously somebody who's written that book, yeah. but when I'm in conversation, I'm very, I can be very sceptical of a different opinion. And not in the sense that oh, it's, I'll attack it or anything, I'll mm. listen, but I'll be a bit like, aware of this is coming from, a person who has their yeah. own value system and their own it's a subjective, subjective yeah, experience exactly. yeah and when it's a book I feel that and it, I, I think it happens too fast like a, the conversation happens so fast that I'm kind of like I don't get time to decode exactly mm. what I take from that but in a book I feel like you have in a film or something you do on your own even a podcast yeah because there's not that other person that you're not you're not interacting with it you don't mm. have to think about what you're going to say back that I feel that I can actually soak it in a bit more and um break it down yeah and really then reflect on what I believe and how that mm. links in so for me when I've had those moments of change it's always been in, in like books, books and podcasts and, and stuff and it, for me I think the, the reason I wanted to really want to talk about it because just recently since I kind of I had a big shift in my life of like um but then I think we talked about it previously on the podcast that I had a couple of months when I was just really on autopilot and I was doing things I was slowly slowly going forward or doing my days by days but I just didn't have the kick the motivation the inspiration mm. that I have now um touch wood mm-hmm. um and and it's just been really interesting that for instance I started well I listened to a podcast I remember one episode of a podcast uh person vision something from mind valley podcast Oh. And um, and that was one one episode that kind of just for some reason I just scrolled and just clicked on it randomly, mm. and it and it was for me. It it was I heard the the words and everything that I needed to hear. And then since then I had conversations and I read a book and I had another conversation with someone else. I just keep hearing the similar things. So for me, what I find is that if I'm really interested in a topic. Um, and reading about it or listening about it in my private time, then I find that it kind of pops up in conversation oh, yeah. as well. I think subconsciously, like I'm driving it that way, and that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. But but that's how I conversations for me is that whatever I learned and heard and I'm interested in, that kind of wakens that thought in my head, and then in the conversation is where I can actually explore and develop and listen to different. Um, personal subjective you know, opinions. I 100% agree on that. Mm. Actually, it was something I was going to say and I kind of forgot. But what you're saying is like psychologically bad. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's called the Dunning Kruger effect. But it's like, you know, our brains have so much information that we can't mm. process. So we have, we filter, and yeah. we filter a lot of things. And then because you've read it, that's brought it from your subconscious into your conscious. Yeah. And then when you hear it, you, you know, you might have heard it the week before mm. but not even noticed. But then now you're aware. Um, so that's one thing and then equally I think that's why like what you said about then you'll have conversations about mm. it to me as I feel like that as well that the book or the podcast or the thing that I 
choose to I make a yeah. conscious choice that I want to read this or I want to engage with this yeah or something that you want to start implementing in your life or yeah that plants a seed for me because I is one because of I'm making it in my in my conscious yeah. but two I think it's because I am deciding to do it it's mm. my choice rather than like somebody brings something up that you don't really want to hear you yeah, just, you just don't, now that's not your priority but yeah. when you say okay this time like let's open this door and tidy yeah. up that room and, 100% yeah so then I do learn from the conversation you know mm. I'll have conversations about it or I'll notice other people talking about it and you do suddenly have this like um knock-on effect right yeah um so I think and yeah I think probably that's that's kind of what what difference is but it's like a book a podcast or a film that you choose to engage with or conversation because the conversation is you know you're only 50% in charge of what's happening yeah so you never you know you're not you might be not in the same stage mm-hmm. or, or you know you live by the same values as your conversation partner yeah so it might be not for you as much as yeah. the book that you choose to yeah definitely mm. and to link that I think sometimes it can be seen as like oh when you read a book you're just reading a book that's it like you yeah. know then you finish it and life goes on but the reason I think that is so much more than that and you know we both love books mm. is because I think that when you read that book, you're making a conscious decision that like, okay, I'm going to change this area of my life. Even though it might seem like, okay, I'm just reading that book. It's not like I'm going to start writing, you know, you don't consciously write down a plan or something. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're switching your mind onto that topic mm. and you're basically opening it up for, even, you know, even if you don't intend to, like you say, somebody will be talking about it and you will actually listen or you will hear it. Yeah. Whereas before you may not have even heard because of your filters. Mm. So I think what book you choose to read informs like what's going to happen next in your life yeah. it's not just that you shut that book um obviously it depends how switched on you are to to growth mode mm. and to wanting to make the most of it but I think what you just said there is it's really true that you will even if you don't want to hear other opinions but you'll notice like, yeah. say you read a book on one topic you hear someone talking about it and saying how they disagree with it or something and you really agree you I know I would be a bit like, oh, I don't really want to hear this. Like, mm. I know I strongly disagree with them, but I would hear the fact that they were talking about it. Yeah. Whereas the week before, I might not have even list, you know, picked up the word, the key word. Yeah. So that's why I think the, the idea that mm. it was your idea, really, to talk point, about some, yeah. point people in the direction yeah. of things that are really influential for us. And then mm. you guys can pick and choose if anything sparks something in you, and you want to read that, and then start your little like snowball effect <laughs> of, of growth in that direction yeah so what I wanted to definitely mention that was a big big game changer for me um is when I realized that um I don't know if the siren's gonna be in it that's it maybe it's a, it's a bit of a gamble but <laughs> if you heard that I see one um <laughs> but um yeah so when I realized that whatever I want to achieve in life and in business then I have to sort out myself and my weakest point was relationship with people and it's not just talking about romantically but friendship wise and everything Mm -hmm. and so I got a book from my mom which was in Hungarian so I think I'm just going to refer to a book that you wrote as well later on but that was about codependency so I always thought, I remember my mom kind of told me two, three times when I was kind of raising an issue and I raised that how I felt, how I misunderstood I felt um, or how I acted in a certain situation. And my mom was just like, oh, I have this great book, read this codependency book if you like. But I wasn't open to it. But she wasn't pushing it. And there was one time I was just open to it and read it. And then I realized as well why she didn't push it because that's one of a big part of if you went through your codependency book that you know that you're not going to force it to anyone. You can yeah. offer the help. They take it and be ready. If you're not, it's not your journey. It's yeah. not your mission to fix the other person. Yes. We've so, both done that. We've really, <laughs> we've really embraced this book. That is textbook. I think it's well just... Done. I, think, <laughs> I think if you if you read, read that one book that's going to oh. just free you... 100%. In, in ways that you didn't know you can be free. It's something you said last week, I think, mm. or, the, or the week before, where you said that really you think everybody 
in this day and age has because we think that it's kind of I think codependency can be seen as a bit of a dirty word exactly when I was reading it I was embarrassed because on the front cover it it looks like it's a book about like alcoholism and drugs and (laughs) and I was like I'm I'm literally like the most innocent person (laughs) it's nothing like that but but it does seem like oh oh, oh, shit she's got some issues like this Mm. girl has got some issues but really it's not like yeah I think I completely agree with you that everybody in this day and age we, we learn to be codependent from an mm. early age, so we need to do this. Like. Yep. I personally thought that it was aimed to people who are very addicted to relationships yeah. in a romantic way. And I'm like, no, I'm an independent, strong woman. Mm-hmm. Like, and I felt offended and yeah. when, when reading that in the beginning, and then I realised how much it's it's a very different journey. And it's how, how we do things and why we do things and how we just want to want to have the control over everything that we shouldn't mm-hmm. or we don't have to um so I think if you're just ready to to let think let go of things and free up loads of energy and focus the energy on yourself and your own growth then read I think you had the well what you just said there you said yeah. before you went into the codependency you said that you realise that your growth and your success even in business mm. relies on your, um, what's the word, like yourself and you being yeah. in good mental mental mm. health and like, yeah. uh, not, not I think that mental health sounds like the wrong word, but it's about like you having dealt with your things, yes. right? Like as yeah, a person. You have like healthy relationships with yourself. And with, with, with the people around you. And with all your shit. Mm. Like, I like to yeah. think that we all have little bags of shit. Yeah. And I put them in the goodie, like, shit in the goodie bag. It's not, like, shit in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> it's but like just nice something that we picked up along shit. the way, yeah. what, we, what we brought from our parents, what's in yeah. our DNA, what we learned. Yeah, and I've got a really graphic image now of, like, a, you know how they say, like, a baby comes in a stalk, with a stalk? <laughs> I've got this image of, like, a unicorn. And then it carries all your shit, and it's like the, you know the poo emoji. Mm. It's pink with sparkles on it, and it has like little bags, and everyone has their little bags of shit carried by a unicorn behind them. <laughs> and that's how I imagine because it's not a bad shit; it's a good shit. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. My point was that what you said there is hundred percent what I put in my list beforehand, mm. and I kind of segmented. So if you don't mind, I can suggest these categories, and then we can go into So I thought that. When you're looking at the growth period on resources that you need, mm. first you need the self-work slash reflection books. Yeah. So that's what you kind of said, which is that the books that deal with your little bags of shit, mm. your own stuff yeah. of what you, you need to get yourself to the place of good health in the holistic term. Just just to be ready to to take on tasks and not to be distracted. Exactly. But things you... It's your, your, yeah. your asset and I think that mm. asset needs to be in the best place. To, to have a good foundation of, of, of what you... Yeah, exactly. Foundation like that. And then <laughs> second, I think, is more um, to do with, like, ways of working in life. Mm. So so now that you know, like, you're in a good place, it's more, like, strate- like strategic and yeah. and, like productivity hacks and um, business strategies and the more tangible side of things mm. and then the last one is more like application based stuff so things like for me master classes and um even like biographies and other people's stories where you then see mm. how they did it and you take that and you apply it yeah so it's kind of like self-work theory application okay so maybe we could yeah. we could use that um mm. Structure. Structure, yeah. We're, you're really, we're vibing today. I feel like you just know exactly what, what word I was meaning. Uh, yeah, so we could kind of yes. do it in that way. But then if how we started with the the self, yeah. what, how do you call it, self-reflection, self-building? Self-reflect, self-work slash reflection. No, self-work, yeah. Foundation Ooh. building books. Oh, I missed one. Go on. So you've got self-work reflection and then I think motivation and drive books. Okay. So books that inspire, mm. but not necessarily tell you, give you information, how tos, and stuff yeah. like that. But just inspire you with this like can-do attitude. Yeah. Could even argue like mindset, motivation, mm. then the ways of working, and then the yeah. application. Okay. Yeah. So 
I could give some more for the self-work reflection. Maybe you have some as well. Well, I mean, this we haven't named the book that we're talking about, the codependency book. Oh, named it, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. that's what I that. Yeah. Because what I got from my mom, that was literally a PDF, oh. like, sheet she printed out, and it's in Hungarian. So for me, that was a very different one. Uh, but I know that you read one, yeah. and that's why I wanted you to name it. Okay, yeah, it's on my list, so we'll do that. So, um, so that was the new codependency. Yeah, new codependency. Melody B-E-A-T-T-I-E. She is um, the codependency woman like in, in yeah. the US, I think. But it's so funny because I was watching a Netflix show mm. called... Dead to Me. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh yeah, it's very new and it's very yeah. good. So I haven't probably, seen it, but I've just seen the trailer. Is what I think. Yeah, like. a lot of people probably will watch it. So I mentioned it because there's this one scene where one of the characters is reading Codependent No More, <laughs> which is her previous book to the one yeah. I read, and she's just reading it. And then the other girl goes to her, "Oh, Codependent No More." So just some light reading then, and it's like <laughs> a joke about how she's got these deep issues and whatever. And I was like, this is exactly the kind of opposite though of what mm. I want to share about it. Is that it's not that stigma of like, oh God, you're in a bad place in your life if you need yeah. to read that. Actually, it's it's so, like, we're both young girls in our 20s mm. and we read oh, it. thank you. <laughs> Youngish. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to tell you, what, where did we go? We, uh, we went to the shop with Glenn and then the, the guy, oh no, where did we go? I don't know where we went. And then the guy was like, oh, do you have a student card? Oh, and I was like, oh, you're such a sweetheart. That could be a mum. Like. Yeah, I'm glad you find that um, you find that flattering because when I go on dates, like a couple of times now, I've been on date with an older guy who's mm. like 31, and then like, I keep getting ID and it's really awkward. They think that you are his daughter. They think that I'm not even 18, <laughs> and I'm with this 31 year old. It's very, it's like not very smooth, is it, when you're on a date and it's like all dressed up and you're like. Walking into the bar, and then I walk past the guy as well, <laughs> in, and then he goes, Excuse me, can you come back? And I'm like, Oh, for... <laughs> but yeah, so um, yes, we we be youngish, and, <laughs> and and when I read it, it wasn't like it's, I think it's not a book when you are really lost, probably it's helped that as well. But for me, it was I was okay, and I just felt ready. Mm-hmm to let go of things. So it wasn't a case of, I'm in a dark place, I don't know where I am, so I need to read this book, and it's going to drag me out of the darkness. Maybe it helped us there as well, but I knew that I was, when I'm reading it, in a good place. I was just in situations that were reoccurring, and I didn't know how I could get out of it. But it wasn't like a big yeah. life change thing. And then when I read it, it just freed me, and I was because I was already like in a good state, I was really ready and open to it mm-hmm. see I agree and disagree because okay. I read it in December January mm. and obviously I was in a good place considering that I had that yeah. breakup and that was when I realized that oh I'm actually okay like I thought I was going to go through some shit again yeah. where I'm emotionally like messed up for ages but actually I was like oh I'm really okay on my own but I kind of fell into these habits of like meeting somebody new and feeling that like sense of kind of you know need or something like do you know yeah, that, 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 that like sense of just becoming letting somebody come into my life and sort of take away my peace basically I think that's yeah. the best way to describe it not a bad person nothing like that but just have too much effect on me mm. when I just got to this place where I was alone or whatever so I was kind of in a good place like considering and for me I felt that oh I've got I had this sense of positivity that I've got this mm. I can do this and I'm okay but then I was going this kind of spiral mentally where I was starting to struggle with these issues that I've always struggled with, yeah. thinking, like, how am I ever going to stop doing this? Kind of thinking, like, oh, I've just done it again, so, like, when is this going to stop? Mm. And I did feel that every time I read it, it would pull me out a bit. Mm. So, for me, it was a different experience, but then I wasn't in a complete... So, when I had these issues, like, two, three years ago with a, an ex, and just with friends as well, like, all relationships, yeah. not just romantic, I don't think I could have... I don't know if I would have been ready for it because I was so lost. I don't even know if I would have mm. been able to reach out for it or know that that's what I needed. Probably that's part yeah. of it. Um, but I have recommended it to friends and stuff because I think that it's one of those that just puts things in perspective. Yeah. So for me, I'd really feel one way that I really that person was very important or that it really mattered. And then mm. literally reading a chapter, I would feel like, oh, actually, and it would just change my perspective. Mm. 
I don't know whether that is because of how I already what place I was in or, yeah. or not. Yeah, I don't know. But kind of summing up, summing the whole book up uh, and the experience that I would recommend it to people who who feel that either that that they they are expected too much of. Mm-hmm. Or if if you feel that your friends or your colleagues or your um, than a private person, romantic relationship or family relationship, that you are scared to lose them, if you are scared that they don't need you mm-hmm. or you don't need them. So if if you have certain patterns that you just like to hold on and have a grip on a relationship for any reason. And you have expectations and it's never mapped. Yeah. And you always feel misunderstood um, or you, you don't understand the other person. Then just give it a read. And I, I definitely agree with that. But I would even also say that from my side of things, it wasn't didn't feel that severe. Like, mm. I always felt that I didn't really have, like, oh, I've had healthy relationships or whatever. Mm. But what it was little things that when I once I read it, reali- I realised, oh, this is for people like me. Yeah. Where, like... What other people do might affect you, like a friend. Like if a friend is upset or like a friend has something going on, you feel that kind of gets to you. You feel that you have to help all the time. Mm. You have to make sure everything's okay or that you should do that. We feel guilty if you don't take control of the situation. And not, it doesn't even need to be in the sense of romantic relationships. But if you just feel that people affect your life, which I think is pretty much everyone, Mm. that like what your partner does or like and I know that that is to a to a to a some extent that is going to always be the case but I was brought up to believe and not just from parents but from life that your close friends your family your parents your partner what happens in their life like if something bad happens if they're upset you should you will be upset if they're happy you'll be happy but actually I don't think that anymore because Mm. of this book yeah so that's so I would say if you ever feel like that, which I think is probably most people, mm. then even then you would benefit from it. Yeah. Because um, I, I yeah, know. I think yeah. If, if anyone's ready to view relationships from from a different perspective, and if you want to feel and, free and, but still and, have relationships, and to have a very calm and I don't even know what's that, just solid, secure, free relationship with people, then then read these books because. It's gonna make you really strong, and I think it's gonna, yeah, have a much lighter, but in a not in a meaningful way, but in a lighter, freer relationship with people. Yes. Mm. Yeah, which doesn't mean lack much. of commitment or anything. It's more just like you won't feel that weight or that like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, if if this is kind of a topic that that kind of tickles you a little bit, then the new codependency or the codependency no more yeah I think the new codependency is like the updated one because the mm. other one was written quite a few years ago so would definitely recommend that and then give it a read you have another self work one I have two more okay um oh three more oh, oh dear um <laughs> so I've got the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck yeah which is Sarah McKnight or Sarah Knight um and it's quite like I think it's quite a trendy book, right? Like, mm, I haven't read it. I've just, um, okay. I think I just downloaded it on Audible. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's quite um, a trendy looking book. I remember I bought it because it was an Instagramable cover mm-hmm. about when I was like in eighteen or nineteen. Okay. But all these years later, having read so many books and being so into the growth thing, actually, it yeah. does stand out. And I think it is. It's not just a pretty, it's yeah. just a pretty cover, and it's somewhat similar I suppose to codependency only in the sense that it's very much about how you know other people affect our life I think it is quite similar to codependency the more I think about it um but it's much more if you want something a bit more tongue-in-cheek it's very it's hilarious I was laughing the whole time that I was reading it so it's a fun read whereas Mm. the new codependency is a little bit more serious um so if you're not sure if the new codependency is for you but you think that maybe some of those things you might feel it's one like that and it's more about what you know caring what other people think mm. um feeling obliged to do things so again that's a bit yeah. frequency trying basically kind of living your life the way you think you should or that you need to or what to make people think of you in a certain yeah. way uh, which is something that I think most young people feel but I was very very I always cared so much about what people thought of me 
yeah, like, wasn't just, doing just, what I wanted. Just everything went through a filter of, if I do this, then what will they think of me? If they're going to like me? Yes. Are we still going to be friends? Or, oh, if I don't call him back in the next two hours, then maybe he's going to start texting someone else mm-hmm. and all these things. Yeah, Living yeah. life about consequences for others rather than yes. what do I actually want. So that's so a lighter good one. codependency yeah. fun book. Okay. Um, do you want to go or shall I? No, you can. You, you so then, obviously, the values factor. Mm. I won't say too much about that because I'm pretty sure we've covered it in every episode. But, but isn't that like half a. Because I never read it. I'm kind of still waiting for. Have you finished it? Finished it? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it, but I like. The yeah, last I know. Chapter, yeah. It's just because I know that I kind of, I'm, in, I'm in a queue. Yeah, there's um, a long one. But, but I think. From my understanding that you've been kind of saying that it's kind of half self work and half like motivation, figuring like business or like a lot, isn't it? Like um, what you want from life. It's not as. I, um, I think it's more. Oh, I don't know. I think it's more self work in the sense that the reason I put this on the list is because it's knowing where you are and knowing mm. where you are and what you want, and I think that that comes under self work. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. I think it's more about asking questions and really getting to know yourself it gives you a framework to do that and it kind of gives you tools to do that but ultimately what I think you get out of that that one book is very much about the self it's not so much about what other people did or or Mm. how or the strategies that other people use that you should implement it's all about it does get share strategies but strategies of how to do the self-work. Okay, so, yeah. So it's quite a practical... It's, it's very practical. Like, hold your hands along the way. Definitely, kind of. yeah. Very supportive, lots of frameworks in there. Oh, cool. But really yeah. all about step mm. one, which is knowing what you want yeah. to do and what you... And then... Because I remember that when you read that book, that's where you kind of shifted completely from fashion to... 100%. That to was kind a of game seven, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it, makes, it makes you really, like, get to know what motivates you. Mm. So, so the values factor is for people who who feel that you kind of that you know that you want something. There is something in you that you want that wants to come out, and mm. there is a a journey or a path or a, or a, a, you want to come from a serving point of view, any kind of point of view that wants to come out, but you can't really. I would go as far as to say it's kind of for a, anyone or everyone mm. because it's everybody. I believe that we all should live a life of purpose mm. and that everybody should live a life where they, they feel that they're doing what they want to do, whether that is like taking care of family or if that is like running a business. We should all live because we feel like we want to do this rather than, oh, we're just passing the days. Yeah. And I know that some people do kind of get into this comfort of where you just live to, to make yeah. money and then to go out the weekend and to make money. And, and it's not a sense of, it's not even about work, but, you know, whether on the weekend you like to, garden or whatever like you have your purpose your thing that mm. makes you happy and that drives you and that you like and that is your yeah is your deeper meaning um I that's what I would say it's for everyone because I think okay not everyone wants to run a business and or wants to like change the world but everybody has something they their purpose and not many people actually know what it is so, so is this purpose not just for business no, uh, and no, career no. purpose so there's a lot it's about just... family about like marriage and so I remember my ex mm. was reading it when he didn't know what he wanted in terms of did he want family did he okay so it helped him so for me it helped a lot with business but for him it helped a lot with so it's very uh, much a free yeah. free structure yeah so there's chapters about different elements from business money um family relationships wow yeah. I can't wait to read it so yeah. chop 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 yeah <laughs> Well, what I'm reading now, which I would definitely want to put on the list, but again, I think it's a heavier one. I don't think that everyone's ready for it. It's a very alternative book, or very like you have to be just open minded when think you I read know it. Where the, you're on that is soul, yeah, on and it's about kind of ties loads of things together. I think whoever is a bit spiritual or, or likes um, manifestation, positive thinking, and and working with who you are, um, and the universe in like just energies, mm-hmm. um, then then this is definitely a book for you. But um, I'm literally reading five six pages, and then that's it. And I have a pencil as well, and I'm like outlining sentences so later I can read that because it's quite heavy. It's start off with you know that mental 
chatter that you have in your head all day. Yeah. And internal dialogue. Yes. And how it is kind of creates an alternative reality to you. But that's not you. That's not your life. That's just a part of you that's trying to make sense, trying to comfort you or trying to annoy you constantly and how to be very mindful of that persona and how to detach from it and how to still carry on and not to because that little chatter can block things in that you know like you were just saying an example that you're driving on the road and there's a car coming uh, who looks like your boyfriend's or girlfriend's car and it feels like it's them but it's two of them who's in the car and just for some reason like you've been driving you don't notice any trees or any cars but for some reason they just kind of block you in and even like two years later it can sometimes things that are just still there and just hearing and and how and even good or bad things but we just get fixated on some things and just block it in yeah and then that would kind of stop us to experience and life as it is yeah and it's just kind of pushing those boundaries obviously I haven't finished but um this is what I felt that I needed to get sorted out this year these blockages Mm -hmm. this um I don't know where I go as far as casting mindset, but just as in the worry or the insecurities and, and hold on to something I know rather than I was just I'm just was very anxious and worried and so I knew that I need to learn to just let part let let life go past me yeah. and just to, get to out, react. Get out the, the own head a bit. Mm, yeah. And and then that's why I said about how then I listened to a podcast and it was a really good episode. It was a really um nice man I'm not gonna remember it was on the mind ready podcast um had this um it was was about stress and and um stuff like that and he had an example about like you never know if what happened to you is a good or a bad thing so just take it as it is react to it and that because you know how many times we had yesterday I don't know um caption about this like you know, oh, in hindsight, now, looking at back, it was for the better. Mm-hmm. Because, and back then, it was, you know, end of the world. Yeah. So why do we rush to label things and and put them in boxes and block them in ourselves so then just experience life, work the energies, work the relationship, work the whatever we have mm-hmm. and go with it and then we can reach our maximum potential, yeah. probably. But I haven't finished, so I can't... Okay, yeah, and I've, I've heard that that book could be recommended a mm. lot um, by like kind of the people that I really like, like Tony Robbins. And, and so yeah, it, it's so. it's a really really good book, but it's definitely Heavy. like uh, I find it that probably because I'm I'm really open to it as well. I really want to soak it in, mm-hmm. and and that I think if I wouldn't recommend it as your first ever like bit spiritual, yeah, yeah, about energy books. It's not really practical. It, it gives you examples, but but yeah, it's quite like up in your head and quite deep. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get emotionally and mentally tired. I can imagine. So yeah, there's Untethered Souls by I don't know, mm. but I think we're gonna put <laughs> everything on the show notes, right? Or yeah. 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 Um, I just don't know if I. I just realised I don't know if I said this, but I had the self-right reflection books, which I've said, mm. and you said. Then I said the motivation and drive, but there was also the way of looking at life section. Well, that's similar which is, thing. So self-work, I think, is more it's about like, what do you want and like uh, fix your issues. But then the way of looking at life it was more about like information, so alternative ways of perspective, like mm. alternative ways of looking at things, like kind of what you said there. Yeah, about. I think there's still self-work that to, for you to realise that, that it's not just one perspective, not just you as far as you knew, but there are different... Yeah. So I think there's, there's still... Comes well, with... technically all of this could come under self-work. Mm. It's all about improving, but I guess I meant, like, reflection on yourself and how you think. So I suppose, yeah, that ties in. Yeah. Um, but the two so that was the there book, yeah. was Option B and 12 Rules for Life. So 12 Rules for Life was oh, so yeah. worth it. Mm. I think you would really like yeah. it. Yeah. Glenn has it as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um... Probably a lot of you have read it by now because it was like a bestseller last year. But uh, it's a bit heavier. Yeah. It is a bit heavier. But 
really it makes you look at things a different way for me it felt that it's kind of like opening up um a light mm. so it's kind of when I can feel quite dim or quite sort of negative about things or a bit limited a bit trapped it made me kind of feel like there's so much possibility yeah and just made me feel much more hopeful and positive and that stayed with me since I read it um, and isn't that also that just because it makes you take responsibility yeah that it makes you in the sense, empowers you. yeah, empowers you to make life simple. That yeah, you fuck it up, you can fix it. You there's you know, yeah, it's it's not big uh, conspiracy theory against you. Yes, exactly. Because you know I'm a big advocate for personal responsibility for exactly that reason. Because mm. it actually gives you the power back rather than being held victim to other things that go on. Um, so I can't say too much more about that because I read it such a long time ago now, and I've, I've talked about it a lot as well. So. I think you just need to go, yeah, go and have a look into that one. It's quite hard to quantify because there's so much in there. But even if you dip in and out of it, then you know, I think you have those because, for instance, with the codependency. So I got it ten years ago, and I still have it yeah. in my bed so on my bedside table. And sometimes for month and month, I don't open mm-hmm. it, and then I feel like for any reason, there is no particular reason that. I just sometimes open it and read a little bit about it yeah. because I just feel that I do that. It's 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 something that needs to be reminded. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's easy to shift mm-hmm. and and pick up other people's thinking and energies and um and I think it's nice to remind yourself. So you know all these books and I think that's an important thing that whatever you read, it's not that you read it and then you're going to live your perfect life. Yeah, I think it's something that now you know where to reach if you feel lost yes definitely yeah that's like I, I constantly I lent 12 rules to one of my clients yeah and she still got it if you're listening <laughs> it's been like a year and to be, to be fair I haven't once thought about reach for it but I really would like to like mm. it's something that you think a lot of these books you could just read a chapter again regularly like you need to yeah. because it's not you don't remember it forever and it's more like a therapy you know yeah. like when you're when you feel down you go for a walk that's what I feel about reading the chapter like if you feel a bit like struggling you read that chapter it changes your mm. perspective no, um, I agree. so option b was is one about it's called um finding joy and something and strength or something uh in the face of adversity okay but option b is the the book of the main title yeah well it's called option b dot dot um finding okay. joy and, and building strength in the face of adversity so okay you, you can type it option b and you'll find it but that's the full title mm. um and it was about you know cheryl sandberg yeah the one who wrote lean yeah so she lost her husband i think a couple of years ago and she's basically it's written with somebody else but it's all in her voice like mm. as if it's by her uh telling the story of, of how it happened and what she, all the things she went through, and and then links it to other other things about how to handle any type of adversity. So it's people who've had assaults, people who've had like, um, just like crazy experiences in life, mm. people who've been through any, any type of adversity, basically. So it links into lots of different stories, but about how we handle it, why we handle it. So it's more. So so what what is it for, or who would need uh, this, or any? I think anyone who feels that they would need some sort of help they ever felt that they face something difficult and they would like help with it so everyone basically uh, is again another one that's just about how to handle life like a 12 rules for life different okay. perspectives it's it's I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this has ever been through something difficult mm. and struggled to deal with it and obviously we, we battle through we find our way but this is this was comforting for me I felt like I've obviously gone through whatever I've been through already and I'm not right now not feeling that I'm mm. going through something particularly difficult but it kind of I cr- I cried so many times on the pavement <laughs> because it's so like just to hear that somebody else it was things that I wasn't aware of so one it brings your feelings into the conscious mind from the mm-hmm. subconscious so I was like oh I never realized that yeah that is why that is what I felt when this happened mm. I didn't realise it, but now I realise it. So it's like, you know, you know you feel sad like mm. when you go for a breakup or something, you lose someone. But you don't exactly understand the full spectrum of reasons so, why. So, so this is more, you know, because what we said about the um, codependency or the values factor, that when you're kind of ready to take actions, when you, 
you know you want to to kind of read about something new and take something new in but this kind of sounds like more like what you have deep inside and you need to scrap it up a little bit yeah and you need to get those wounds up because it needs to reheal because it wasn't yeah. healed properly. It's a, it's a funny one because in a sense, definitely yes, but equally, it's not so self-helpy in the sense that you're almost listening to someone else's story. It's mm. almost like reading a story. Okay, you so know, it's, it's almost like a fictional, like yeah, a, a biography. And it's not because they do bring in like it's all real life, and they do bring in examples and stuff. But it's just quite you listen to it like you're listening into a story, but it makes you think mm-hmm. and it makes you reflect and it I think there was something in it that sort of said to you like you know you're gonna face adversity in life like we all know that anything could happen tomorrow yeah and I know that at some point in my life I'm gonna have to go through grief and we all know mm. these things are coming at some yeah. point and it's it's about so it wasn't that I'm going for it now or anything it was more that everybody in life is going to experience certain things and reading this book will help you realise that you can come out the other side of that, or that, mm. like, you're going to have the tools mm. you need. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's hard to quantify again. It's quite it's quite difficult to summarise, but it was one of those that really got to me. Like, oh, really, okay. like, I was so glad that I read it. I actually mm. listened to it on Audible. For my, it was my first audio book. <laughs> and it was a bit of a whim. I got it on the trial, and I was just like, oh, which mm. one should I get? I've heard of this. And then so so glad like something that actually changes you again yeah yeah so just just evoke emotion Mm. in you that's that's uh yeah so then I've got one motivation and drive book and then two sort of strategy okay yeah go for it yeah so motivation and drive I've only I've not even finished this one (laughs) can't hurt me David Goggins okay so he's the guy that did all the pull up pull up record he done like 100 mile marathon or something He's an ex-Navy SEAL, um, but it's, it's his sort of like autobiography, basically, he's mm. telling his life. But it's one of those that I haven't been very good at reading it recently, but when I did get it first, I would read like four or five pages and I'll be like, yes, like, <laughs> I would literally be like, I can do, like, I can do anything. Mm. And I spoke to a couple of other people who've read it and they say the same thing, that you just want to run a marathon, like, after, it just mm. makes you, I think if you're feeling a bit like, sluggish some days I just feel like I don't know if I'm you know Mm. some days I'm like yes I know what I'm doing today power through I'm really motivated and some days you could just feel a little bit cloudy on your purpose and what you want and whenever I feel like that and Mm. I would read it then I would automatically feel like oh there's so much that I could do in life like so much I could achieve and is it not because what I find sometimes that it's mainly comes I think we touched on it previously um, mean it comes through uh, podcasts that when you listen to too much of their own experiences and they're all like biography past whatever mm-hmm. how they got here and you listen so many times and then you get a bit overwhelmed and I feel like yeah they got it but I'm not that does that make sense that they were I'm not it, you yeah it just becomes I know they they always say you know if I did this you can do this but after a while I was like okay you guys are just really lucky but you you know they just went so far off like I I feel sometimes that those people I listen to are so far away from me that I can't really connect with them anymore yeah more than just what they said that yeah I was there where you were so okay good when how you know yeah some sometimes I feel that that link can miss yeah I get what you're saying um I get what you're saying. I think part of it is like, and so I, and I'll preface this by saying that I read it in a certain mood mm. and there are moods where I know this isn't the book for me. So yeah. agree. Um, but part of it is to do with mindset. And I think sometimes we can get in that mindset of like thinking that, oh, that person, but they can, but I can't. And like mm. that kind of limiting belief mindset. Yeah. So we all get into that from time to time. And that's why we look at that person and think, oh no, but you could do it because of this, this, yeah. and this, but not me. Um, sometimes you can get a bit like that and he gets called like Superman or superhuman and stuff Mm. because he's done all this amazing stuff but he actually addresses it in the book okay so at the end of every section he's got like an activity that you need to do yeah so it always brings it back to the self which is quite good because he you know he's not someone that everyone's like oh yeah I'm exactly the same I I also ran like this many marathons something Mm -hmm. so I think he kind of recognized that and addressed it but he also says like people say oh he's superhuman he's someone else because they put that distance, they deliberately put distance between us. 
to tell themselves that they can't yeah. be me, so don't try. And it's very like it's one of the where you actually do really reflect and think about the deeper meaning of life mm. and, and what is it that makes people successful and what mm. and what stops and stuff. Yeah. So I think yes, if you're you know feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling that you're kind of looking at other people and you know that we spoke about it before, feeling too much like oh. I'll never be there kind of mindset, mm. which does pass. I don't think it's a permanent state. And if it isn't, I think that that requires some work, then maybe not the book for you yeah. at that point. But I think having it, reading a chapter when you're feeling like you, you do need some inspiration. Mm. Then that, you feel that you you already have that little fire, but it just needs a big boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or even sometimes I'm not feeling it, not feeling mm. motivated, but I'm not feeling that kind of almost jealousy vibes. Okay, you know, we yeah, get, no. Sometimes we get a little bit like looking at other people. Mm. If you're in that mood, no. But if you're just feeling a bit like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what I'm doing. And, I'm you, just, sure. and, and you, you you always have that, the no sixth sense, that when you feel like that, and then is it more going towards the, in the spiral or you're feeling down but you know that someone just kicks you in the butt and you already kind of just been, you know, glowing yeah. and you're ready to go. So I think, yeah, just just listen yeah. to yourself. Really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you know. Yeah. Know when. And the first chapter, you know, it's just, it's not something to, we have to worry too much mm. about how it's going to make you feel at first. It's once it gets more into it that then you will decide if now's yeah. the time or not. Um, and then, oh yeah, so the last one, on that was the 12 week year that we spoke about oh, yes <laughs> it is 12 week year yeah not 12 year week <laughs> and I'm just loving it and actually I'm going to do an episode about it because I've written out my whole 12 week plan now wow um it's made me think so much more strategically than I've ever done before and I liked planning but yeah I've just never really so now I've got like so many things I want to do but for the next 12 weeks I'm just saying okay I want to by the end of this I want to achieve this this and this and then I know that like mm. these things that have been sitting on lists for ages, like big changes in my business, you know, long-term things that you want to do, mm. I finally just put them in. Is it like um, a business coach in a book? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, 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 kind of. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, it's, it's, it's a strategy, um, but it really, like, you can make it your own. Mm. I think everyone can make it their own. And I was sceptical when somebody told me about it. I was like, oh, no, but that's not my style, like... I don't want this quick fixes and stuff, but it's not that at all. Mm. It's actually just a way to really... So now, I wrote down each week. You write down the things you want over the 12 weeks, mm. then you break it down into weekly actions. Mm-hmm. And then I went through and put... So week one, I put it in my list each week, my wonder yeah. list online. And then I can see it, what I've got to do this week. And I've broken it down into little things like, okay, I wanted to do finish this course by the end. That's one thing. So it's like one hour study for this. I'm planning to launch something by the end mm. of the 12 weeks so I did like write one piece of content for this thing that you're going to launch each week yeah broken down easy because you know otherwise you're like mm. oh when will I how will I put that together and you just think oh I've got to put that together that's a massive task you're never going to get yeah. to it but when you break it down into small things and it builds up over the weeks and does it help you scale what you plan for the 12 weeks you know you don't say that okay after 12 weeks I'll launch a business and get this and get that but just kind of stay realistic yeah, and how to scale that? The yeah, we again. I'm still like I'm. I'm not very far into the book, and I've mm. already kind of written the whole plan and started implementing it. Um, so I'm sure I think it's going to give you more and more about that. But yeah, it, it does explain about because I kind of thought, well, I'm not going to get what I'd get done in a year. Mm. You know, you you think like, oh, well, how how much of a goal should you set yourself? But I think it kind of yeah, was my initial question. Yeah. Of the, how big, how small. It kind of explains, I mean, you have to do the work yourself, but it kind of, like, gives you an understanding of what kind of goals you should set, mm. yeah. Um, and it's the breaking it down. It teaches you some things about productivity in terms of the day-to-day as well, about how to actually utilise your time. They've got a different way of looking at the working day. Mm. And I just found all of this, like, really helpful. So Amazing. a very, much, very yeah. strategic planning one very practical mm. compared to the other ones we've spoken about but that it's been a nice change as well to have something that I've actually put in place and that has actively changed my my work yeah in my life and it, I think that's it, part it, of the reason that I've got this new routine now because every day you know we spoke about it a few months ago about you need to plan what you want to do the the, the night before yeah. for when you're having bad days you wake up you don't have a sense of purpose it feels, yeah feels really difficult 
but now every day I know like oh I'm really excited to work on my 12-week plan yeah like, you wake day. up and you're already excited so I've been like before I used to wake up about kind of pull myself out of bed if I wasn't going in for clients around eight ish mm. 8 30 oh shit it's nearly nine quickly get changed go to Starbucks do a few hours work come home get ready go to the gym and now I'm like out of bed in Starbucks at 8 a.m doing it by mm. 11 o'clock I finished everything I needed to do and then I'm like oh I've got a couple, like, I've got a few hours yeah. before I need to go to the gym. And it's just, that's, I genuinely think that's not, and nothing else has changed. I'm not getting any more sleep than I used to, if anything, probably getting less. Mm. But I just have this sense of purpose that gets me out of bed. Yeah. So really, like, really. What I really like to try is that yesterday, I listened to a podcast just by accident because I listened to something I wanted to, and then kind of rolled on to the next episode. And it was just really interesting because I've been thinking about this that, I'd like to start doing meditation um, because I feel that I'm still not 100% there with the, with mentally mm-hmm. and it's I'm really struggling with sleep as in like I sleep a lot and it's really difficult for me to wake up um, I'm really tired and I know for the fact oh, from so many experiences that meditation can make up for that time and you just do half an hour and then you need two hours less sleep in the evening. Um, so, um, because they say that you sleep a lot because you're stressed Mm -hmm. and this is how your body makes up for it. Right. Because that's when you're producing certain blah, 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 blah. So I listened to the whole podcast. Really interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. So we're saying that when we're really stressed, that's when we require having more sleep because that's when we can produce and make up for the, what we use up during the day. But if you put yourself in that state and you release that stress, then you don't need that much sleep because yeah. you're already dealing with that stress and Makes sense. and not killing energy, getting stressed during the, 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 the day. So that's what I really want to get into. And I've never, because I don't meditate. I, I don't really, I've tried I sometimes because it's like, again, it's something that you know that, oh, every people does Everyone it. Everyone does it, yeah. And, you know, successful so people do it and they wouldn't do it if it wouldn't make sense yeah, yeah. so you're part of you said like yeah you know there is a trick what we're missing there but there are so many things we're trying to implement and prioritize and fit in and get used to that so far it hasn't been my priority but my life kind of now making it to be well what you just said is the first time I've ever mm. like that really caught my attention and that makes sense to me yeah it's the first time that I felt like oh okay maybe like actually I, that makes a lot of sense mm. And actually, kind of want to do that now. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. That's very. Because tangible. it said something about that from like back caveman type thingy that when you sleep, that your body's resting but your mind's not. That's why, for instance, you snore and stuff. Apparently, because really? then if you have an animal around, then you can bring. It's something really interesting because like, you really like your mind's making you breathe really loudly and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. Whoa. I have to really listen to the episode. But then when you're in a meditative state, then your mind relaxes. But obviously, you're not fully asleep. Like, you kind of... Yes, I don't know how is it exactly. Ooh. Or the other way around, that your mind's sleeping in sleep, but your body's kind of on call. Right. Maybe that's, that's what it is. Oh, okay. So, like, when you're asleep, then your body's on call. Mm. That if you need to kind of go, you wake up and you go. But with the meditation, you go so deep that you, you know, body kind of gets. Ah. I don't know. Mm. People listen to it a bit better. Do you, do you have the link or? So I'll put it. It's again. I think it was on a, a mind valley podcast. Okay. Well, um, let's see if we can find. If you can find it, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um. I think. I mean, that's pretty much my lot. I just put in one masterclass at the end. Uh, which I might as well mention now, which is a free webinar that I did oh, okay. about probably nearly a year ago now mm. um, by Julie Solomon, who's like the Picture yeah. Perfect Influencer podcast. And actually, I have stopped listening to it completely. Like six months ago, I used to listen to it every day, but I just, I guess my yeah. my interests are always sort of changing and I, I, I left that behind. But I always remember it and I still utilise it today, her way of pitching. And this is via email mostly, which mm. I was talking about. But that's changed my, it didn't just change the way I email people, it changed the whole way I approach dealing with anyone, like if I sit opposite a client in the gym, it would change the way, it just made me understand how you sell, which sounds kind of, it's it's more, it's how you you offer a service, basically. Mm, And how, how you kind of express it 
yeah. the way you want it. Yeah. That it's a service, that it's for you. It's not just a... Even how I run my service mm. in terms of it is a catalyst for me about realising what running a business is actually about. Yeah. And it all comes down to value. And now I'm just so focused on value, mm. which is something I want to talk about in another episode about how that's changed my business. But that was really because of that's that's because of that webinar and it's something I always remembered. Mm. And it's a free webinar. I think at the end she offers, you know, like her, her paid mm. product from there, which looked amazing. And I was thinking about it, but didn't didn't go for it in the end, um, which is like a pitch it perfect group um, yeah. coaching or something. But just the free webinar on her website. I imagine it probably will be. I think it's her lead generation tool. Okay. Um, if not, I'm sure she'll have, because you know she's always releasing new things, mm. she'll have something like a, a different version of it, um, which has lots of free free stuff on her podcast and on her website. So I would have a look on there mm. and have a look for it. Yeah, so I think that's the other thing with probably with podcasts, what I really like, but there's bigger influencers that they always give out free and webinars and and like I know that I do quite a few with Janaka Chuba. She does quite a practical one for photography yeah. and for uh, Instagram Pinterest strategy, which I'm really into. So um, so I think that's really good to keep an eye out if so with those kind of influencer podcast people. Yeah. Um. That that's that's a really good keynote. But I think kind of sum it up is there are these. That it, maybe I would have. Just three big categories. One is with the self-help and with your mindset, your self-work, that you have a good foundation, that you open up doors in your mind that wasn't open before mm-hmm. to see things and experience things differently and potentially kind of free some energy up that you've been kind of pushing energy into certain things in you know wrong way of having a relationship, not wrong way, but just the way you knew to have relationships. Yeah. And then with codependency but crazy just to kind of free up some energy that you can then use somewhere else yeah and and then having stressed or not knowing where you are and reading what the values factor is to kind of get clarity. to clarity yeah just to kind of you know how to channel and where to guide your energy and then I would I don't even know what priorities are and because I'm kind of like now I'm mixing, but definitely I started more kind of self-work books and then I was ready to do more the strategy ones and what you said about mm-hmm. the um, the 12-week, really, 12 yeah. <laughs> I really want to get that book now because it sounds really good and how I'm starting my coaching next week. I'm really excited, yay! Which is kind of, a, I think, the personalised, like this is the last ultimate kind of step when you have yeah. a personal coach mm-hmm. to yourself. But yeah, that book sounds really good as well, just to kind of look in I know I have a really good marketing book, which I just kind of just gonna throw out there called the Jab 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 Right Hook. Oh yeah. That's really good of how to use marketing and how is marketing really. Um and how to sell. So that's that's a bit more practical one, but um mm-hmm. can recommend that. So that um, was self work. Um, and then strategy, strategy books but yeah. there's still that kind of books and you sit down and read them and then I think the last one if you want the updated like quick information then just go out for podcasts um, and I would ne- I would definitely recommend to think about podcasts that not necessarily just within your field mm-hmm. like I really like listening to completely different um, areas and and skill even like I yeah. listen to amazing podcasts then the guy got a project to send um, robots to the moon. Like, like I'm not going to send robots to the moon, <laughs> but but it was oh, yeah. just, but just his way of thinking and how, like, fundamentally wanting to change things and think outside the box kind of helped me to like, yeah, don't put myself in a box. I have to fix the solution, not just yeah. yeah. I I would say, what just to add on to what you said there, that it's a a circle or a cycle. Well, you said self-work, strategy, and then, like, the podcast. I would say, like, self-work, strategy, application, coming back around again. Um, so application can be podcasts, can be books. Mm. But in the sense of you've got your kind of, I want to say woo-woo, but it's not woo, but, like, deep stuff for the self-work. Yeah. And you've got your quite practical stuff for the strategy. And then it almost gets bigger again and deeper mm. again in application in the sense of listen to a story about a robot or something yeah like stories because you then take the application 
from that mm. so that people have done you, different things and then you know what to listen listen out to once you kind of know how you are and you have a good foundation you know the strategies you're interested in and then when you listen to podcasts then you kind of yeah hear out little things it's, that can it's seeing it in practice mm. so this guy that went to the moon or whatever yeah he he might have you know okay he's, he's got robots going to the moon nothing to do with running a fitness business but maybe he used a certain um productivity hack or yeah, a pitching technique pitching or technique yeah something like that and then you you would recognize that mm. so I think it's it's kind of like lots of information to very strategic to lots of information and interpreting it how, how mm. it suits you yeah um and obviously that don't you never finish the self-work section and just be like okay I'm never reading a self yeah self-work book again you 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 constantly like flowing but I think if you aren't completely new to this then that's a very good place to start yeah Hundred percent, and then all the books, um, and then everything we mentioned is going to be in the show notes because we know that we kind of went all it's over the place. Be fun writing that list. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right then, and then um, see you next week. Yeah, of course, we will be back next week. All right then, goodbye. Bye.